Iowa everywhere. From the Channel Seed Studios. Studios. Welcome to The Hook. A look behind the lines with Mike Palm and Ken Miller. Powered by Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. And uh, hello again, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Hook. My name's Ken Miller. Uh, along with Trent Condon, I'm on uh, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, Monday through Friday, uh, from 11 to 1. My partner is Mike Palm. Uh, he's the Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. I've tailed Mike around a little bit, tried to keep up with him over the last couple of days. What a crazy place it is, uh, downtown on Fremont Street with Bet Bash going on, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, it's a phenomenal time. Contest signups are going well. Seeing a lot of people sign up for Survivor and Circa Millions. We've got a lot of ground to cover. How are you, Mike Palm? You're finally catching a break. I'm exhausted. We got into this, into the from the frying pan to the fire here. And then, you know, I get done with this, and then we start this 32 person blackjack tournament tonight where they'll draft all 32 teams to win. Uh, to win the Super Bowl. We've done it before with 12. We've done it before with 10 people for baseball. Now we're going to try 32 tonight. But first of all, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. We got to talk to the kid, uh, Aiden Wyatt here. Why am I, it says the hook with Mike Palm and Ken Miller. That's ridiculous. You're, you should get the top billing here. This would be like Matt Peral being in front of Ken Miller or Fred Condon. Unheard of. It yes. cannot happen. Aiden, get this fixed for next week. <laughs> Pressure's on, Aiden Wyatt. My bad. <laughs> no, we'll we'll get her going. Uh, so, Mike, uh, let, let's talk about Bet Bash first of all. Uh, you're the Hall of Fame dinner. The Hall of Fame is at Circus Sports Betting Hall of Fame. I guess what were some, what are some of the criteria? What do, what uh, gets you elected to the Sports Betting Hall of Fame? It's more than just hitting a couple of big bets in your life, right? No, it was about contributions to the industry. I think there were six criteria, and you had to meet four of them. Uh, what a star-studded cast that's going in. So this is called the Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. This was the invention of really Spanky and Matt Metcalf really came together to put this. Mm-hmm. This And there, you know, Matt Metcalf's on the, the board that votes. There's 16 members, the Blue Ribbon panel that vote on people. You have to get 12 votes to get in. Um, 10 people being inducted in this inaugural class, five posthumously and five that are still living. Um, and the list of presenters is uh, is incredible as well. I mean, Billy Baxter is going in. His grandson's presenting him. But Billy Baxter, a member of the Poker Hall of Fame as well, and now going into the Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. Chris Andrews, who's the sports director at, uh, at South Point, is in a Hall of Fame of his own um, in New Jersey, is presenting his uh, late uncle, Jack Franci, into the Hall of Fame. Vinny Maiulo, who's also in this Hall of Fame in New Jersey, you know, the, the Sports Betting Hall of Fame, where this is the Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. Um, he's presenting Jackie Gone, the late Jackie Gone. I had the pleasure during my life of playing poker with both Billy Baxter and Jackie nice. Gone. Jackie Gone in the later years when he would come down and play 1-3 at the El Cortez, which he owned at the time. He's presenting Jackie Gone, and Michael Gone, owner of the South Point, is going to be the, accepting the award uh, it's a who's who. Roxy Roxborough's going in. Um, Lefty Rosenthal's going in posthumously. His daughter's accepting the award. His daughter I met the other night at Bar Canada. Uh, so she's the little girl, right? The character of the little girl in Casino, Sharon Stone's daughter. Oh, really? 
Karen Stone's character must have been Lefty's wife must have been a good looking lady because this lady's yeah. very sharp at 50. Um, so she's accepting. Um, let's see, Nick Dogdanovich is putting in um, M- Bob Martin, who's uh, considered the father of the modern bookmaker posthumously. And then Jack Binion inducting Billy Walters is kind of the crescendo of the night. Yeah, Billy Walters uh, got a little publicity today. We'll we'll get to we'll get to that uh, in in just a second. So this is a pretty good group of folks. Of course, it's a big part of the overall week that uh, Bet Bash makes up. If you like to bet on sports, is this something you would recommend? I mean, what what are people that are paying their uh, their entry fee to be a part of this? And it's what it's like a four day event culminates tomorrow. Um, would you recommend doing something like this? It's for it's for everybody, right? In offices. You're going to rub elbows with some pretty important people that uh, bet on sports. I think it's a tremendous networking opportunity if you're in the space. Yeah. And, you know, you come out here for four nights and it, in- it includes your room and everything. I think it was the first year it was 600 and then 800. And I, I don't know if it was near a thousand this year, but it's four days, um, Tuesday, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night at Circa. Um, and they have events. Uh, Tuesday night was a cocktail party at Bar Canada at the D. You could hardly breathe up there. I mean, they might have had 350 people there. Wow. They did a what they call bet dash on Wednesday morning in the ballroom here at Circa. I call it like speed dating, but it's a networking opportunity. So you put down a bunch of facts about yourself. And there were, I believe, 384 people in the room. They match you with 15 other people and you sit across from them and talk for four minutes. Is that right? And they ring the bell and then you go to the next person They ring the bell and they take a little break. They ring the bell. But over two hours, you meet 15 people you've never met before and get to talk to them. And they try to match people up with similar interests and things like that. So that's tremendous. They had a scavenger hunt this morning. Spanky put up a $20,000 prize pool for it. I don't know who won yet. Maybe they'll tell me later tonight. There were still people looking to find different things (laughs) at our different properties. I know Paul Stone and Rex Byers were a team. They're like, we need to get this to get the first clue. And I said, well, if I can help you, cut me in. You know, I mean, tonight they've got a bunch of people at the overhang and in some of the booths at the sports book to watch some NFL preseason as well as stadium swim. If people want to go out there, very humid though. I can tell you rained here this morning and then got real humid. It's like Iowa humidity. Uh, and then tomorrow really culminates it with the betting panels and then the Hall of Fame opening at 5 p.m. And then the Hall of Fame black tie gala dinner, which I'm emceeing at 6 to 10 tomorrow night. The panel should be terrific. There's three panels and Spanky's interviewing Billy Walters for his podcast. The first panel goes at 10 a.m. Mitch Moss from v mm-hmm. Follow the Money, is moderating the panel. Four panelists, including Matt Metcalf. The second panel will be moderated by Gil Alexander from a number game on VSIN called The Traders. That's more about the bookmaker side of things. Um, Glenn Herzog from the Circa Risk team is going to be uh, on that panel. They take a short lunch break, and then Spanky has a podcast called Be Better Betters, and he's going to live record his podcast in front of this group, interviewing Billy Walters for an hour. And then the final which might be the most interesting, I'm really trying to construct my schedule to get away for it, is the final panel is called Why Can't We All Just Get Along? And it's about social media and the sports betting space. Jeff Benson is on the panel. Sam Panayanovich, Wendy City Sam, who used to be a VEASAN host from Chicago, now works for Nesson, 
will be the moderator for that panel. I, I think they'll all be terrific, but the one on Twitter, I'm, I'm especially looking forward to. Well, you were on VEASAN with uh, Mitch Moss and Polly this morning, very early, and uh, talking about things. So you've had a long day, uh, another day tomorrow, and then you could maybe put your feet up and rest. But it's no, football season. Got the, Saturday's the final round of blackjack, and then we have the 32-team draft Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock. So Oof. there's no rest, uh, so no rest for the wicked, Kenny. <laughs> Who will, who will let me not, we don't know who's going to go one. Who will go 32? Arizona? I mean, will that be whoever finishes last in the blackjack? They're, they're almost guaranteed to get Arizona. I, right? I had an idea. I had an idea and I didn't think of it soon enough because you have to, you know, you have to submit the rules to the gaming control board. Mm. If I'd have thought of it at the beginning for this event, I could have made it interesting by saying, you know, you draft one through 32 and you get, First gets a $10,000 future, then nine, then eight, and it goes down. And like the last ones are 2000 and 1500 at the bottom. But I, I was going to put a twist in. If you select the team that has the most losses, you get 10000 cash. And I wanted to see at what inflection point did somebody pick the Cardinals saying, oh, I'm 10th in the draft, I'm 12th. I don't think I can pick a team to win the Super Bowl. Let's hit, hit right. the Cardinals at this spot. It would have been interesting at least. I, You know what? I, Boy, uh, five – Teams in the AFC, maybe three in the NFC, probably right around 10, 11, 12. You got to start thinking pretty serious, right? Mitch and Paul asked me this morning on air how many teams I thought today could win the, the Super Bowl, and I said five. I mean, I'm being very conservative. Other teams have the ingredients, but I think San Francisco, Philadelphia, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Baltimore are the only teams right now that, that if they play to their level, I think they can win. Other teams have the ingredients, they can take mm -hmm. steps forward, things can happen. There's just so many teams I'm not sold on. You know I don't believe in the Chargers. You know I don't I believe know. in the Cowboys. I don't believe in the Lions. Those are your, your like Missouri teams to me. you got to show me. me I've jealous. seen it too often before. So that's a short list. But I would think Arizona would go in the 10 to 12 range if we had done it that way. I'll put that in the rules next year. I, I like that. I, I like that a lot. So there was one team that uh, that I think is noticeably absent this time last year, they were the favorites to win the Super Bowl in the Buffalo Bills. Um, why don't you like them this year? I think the window's closing. I think there's a lot of pressure there. They still can't run the football. Look, Cincinnati went in there and punched them in the mouth and, and just mm -hmm. physically beat that team in Buffalo in the mm -hmm. snow. Right. I, I, I don't know what the excuse is for them, and I don't know that they got better in the running game. Josh Allen's still their best running back. Everybody talks about Lamar Jackson's the leading rusher for Baltimore. Well, Josh Allen's the leading rusher for Buffalo. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I just think the window's closing. I think the AFC East could be competitive, but I can't back anybody. I want to say Miami because of the weapons, but two mm -hmm. is next to be his last hit. I That's think the will take a step forward. There's a lot of reasons I like Miami. I don't know if I, you know – Bet them to win the Super Bowl. I, I lean that Miami could sneakily win that division. Are you going to see it? And my, my guess is you're going to. There's usually that hard knocks bump, right? But with Aaron yeah. Rodgers and the Jets, I think this is going to be a real popular uh, install year, yearly uh, series on uh, on hard knocks. It seemed to be losing its luster a little bit. I think hard knocks is back because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that was a great land for them and how that conspired. I know the Jets have been more restrictive. They're not going to show footage of when they cut mm -hmm. players and stuff like that. Look, it, to use a horse racing turn, know them early because their schedule's tough early. And I think if yeah. they can navigate the first part of their schedule at four and two or three and three, they could be dangerous. But, you know, if you told me they were one and five after six weeks, I wouldn't, you know, sneeze at that. I think that's possible. It's real tough mm -hmm. early. Mm -hmm. So, 
AFC is really interesting because there's three or four good teams that will not make the playoffs. Teams that right. they're a playoff team. I mean, I think I looked at it. It's only seven teams can make the playoffs, but nine are favored to. If you are the no prop, right? Nine, right. Yeah. it can only be seven. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to. I'm a Broncos fan. I, I told you this before. I'm seeing more positive Russell Wilson. I mean, I want to believe Mike, but I saw with my own two eyes last year. Is the coaching staff going to make that big of a difference? Is Peyton that much of a QB maker? Well, he had some good teams in New Orleans. And, he did. And- in the final years, I mean, they were good on both sides of the ball, actually. And he did stuff yeah. with a short quarterback like Breeze, yeah, right? I mean, true. Wilson's yeah. not overly tall. I think he was very shrewd. I mean, you don't you don't go after another coach like he went after Hackett. Yeah. He was trying to take all the pressure off that team and say, I believe in them, and it wasn't their fault last year, and kind of give them a fresh start. It's strange with Wilson because there's, they still line up people in Seattle to trash this guy, right? And what a yeah. DB he was and how out of touch mm-hmm. he is. And so he looked different last year. I don't know what it was, but he like – in Seattle, he could tuck the ball and run and take hits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's not small. and But he looked like he was very reticent to try to run it all last year. And I think part of the problem, honestly, was Hackett never got to play in before eight seconds on the play That's clock. That's true. Never yeah. let him audible. He could never no. – how many delay games did they take, especially yes. at the goal line? I mean, it was awful. The so, fan base, Mike, the fan base was started counting down the play clock in Denver. It got unreal. that bad. That bad. So we took, yes, uh, uh, over win total bets and yes to make the playoffs at the plus price on Denver after Peyton made the comments. So we'll see. I hope they're better. I mean, it was sad state of affairs last year, especially that game. What was on Christmas against where they were just the Rams. It was terrible. I had to turn it off. It was so ugly. Right. Yeah. I mean, and the Rams were awful last year. So terrible. That's a proud franchise. They've been a well-run franchise for many years. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you're from Winnipeg, but geographically that serves a huge area, yes. right? Denver. Huge. Like yes. St. Louis used Mountain to be a time zone. So the radio, right. That's such right. a massive yes. area. Yeah. Uh, so I it, I think the 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 football's better when when Denver's competitive. You're preaching the choir there, my friend. Well, you mentioned Billy Walters. His name's come up a couple of times. His name came up a lot this morning. In fact, I turned on Veasan when you were. Well, I walked down to uh, Jackpots to get my coffee, and I looked over in the studio, and there you were, sequestered on the end. Um, but then I came back up to the room and turned it on, and uh, uh, talking about all of these things. So. Billy Walters, Phil Mickelson. We knew that Mickelson liked to bet Billy Walters, and, uh, who, who was very good friends at the time with Phil Mickelson. That is not the case anymore. In fact, um, Billy Walters uh, says that the reason he served time in prison is because that Mickelson would not testify on his behalf. And he thought that if he would have told the truth in testimony, uh, that he would have walked. Um, boy, that's, he bet a lot of money, but he makes a lot of money. What was your takeaway from the Mickelson allegations today? Well, everybody's been waiting for this book, which was co-written by Armand Katayan. People know him. He's been a great investigator. He's terrific. Investigator, yep. right? A, a documentary yep. type writer and, and filmmaker. Real and, sports, correct? Yeah, real sports. Yep. And he, he was a CBS uh, sideline reporter for years, too, yep. before. But he, yep. he does the, you know, he does the documentary side. Uh, I think Billy's, um, you know, using this opportunity with Bet Bash in the Hall of Fame. He's He's got some attention and they're kind of leaking these details. I said, look, they said, can you believe Phil bet a million dollars? I said, yeah, bet a million. You can create a lot of volume if you're a break-even better or a small loser, right? I mean, you create a lot of volume. You're recycling the money. He bet a billion. He lost $100 million. I mean, a 10% – I, I think it's very believable. 
obviously he was betting on every sport, not just golf, but right. football, baseball. What they say he made 42 bets on one day, all 110,000 in baseball. And he really only lost like one bet, right? He had huh. one, one bet. So, yeah, I know there's hard feelings there because, and they were partners. I mean, that's how he has yes. all the records. They were partners. And, and that's the tax evasion with Phil not coming in on his half of it and all that. Um, so I don't know. I, I also try to be fair and look at both sides of things. I have a special spot in my heart for kids with Down syndrome and mental mm-hmm. challenges. And, you know, Billy Walters had his son and all the money he's given to Opportunity Village in our community here in Las Vegas. I just, it takes special patient people to deal with that. And uh, it, it touched my heart every time I see a special child. So I always, I try to visit there once a year and take my kids there so they understand how lucky they are. Yeah, yeah. They have all the physical and mental abilities. Um, so that always, when I talk about Billy, weighs, sways on me. Uh, there's a great piece on him. Uh, it's uh, 60 Minutes did years ago. Uh, how he handled an NFL Sunday and uh, how he spread money out. He would try to get down. And Mickelson opened up some doors for Billy Walters, I guess, uh, in faraway places yeah. to do that. Um, so if Mickelson could get that much money down, you knew that uh, that he was a player. All right, so, so, so let's move on. What are you seeing NFL-wise? What does preseason mean to Las Vegas? Preseason games, a couple of them tonight. Of course, it really ratchets up this weekend. Yeah, it gets people back into the books to watch and gets people excited about football. We're doing great with the signups, boosted by Bet Bash. We did 199 yesterday. You and Trent helped us today. We're at a 119, still doing signups. The yeah. proxies are busy, but I mean, we're at 2588 in Survivor and 1419 in Millions. And our guys that are the statisticians and analytic guys in the war room are telling me that there's the range of possibility we do 11,000 survivor entries this year. I said this morning. I said a month ago 10. They're saying yeah. 11. I'm trying to put the brakes on 11 a little bit, and I think we'll be real close. I said low 5,000s. I think we'll be real close to 6,000 in the millions as well. Um, it's funny because there's not as much crossover as you think. Some people love Survivor and they play that. Some people like the millions because they, they don't want to get knocked out in one game and they want, right. they want the quarterlies. Others want the big shot. They don't want to try to pick five games a week. It's a different, mm-hmm. they're very different contests. Mm-hmm. So like the full house, 10 and five, not that many people do it because they do five or one or 10 or the other. But um, this this Survivor is, it's we'll be talking about it. I hope you guys are in for a long time because yeah. Stories are compelling every week. I mean, I'm already talking to Baton on week one. People are, who's going to be the most popular pick? I think it's going to be the commanders because I, I when else are you going to use Washington? And then yeah. people, maybe it's Minnesota. They're going to be the biggest favorite against Tampa Bay. But I, I, I would make the argument. I think it's sneaky because the assumption is it's going to be Minnesota. But I think more people will use Washington when they look at the whole schedule. You know who I'm? St- I, I'm I'm back on my squad's bandwagon. I like Denver to beat the Raiders in Week One, Mike. We're we're really in our book from the betting patterns, really yep. negative on Raiders. I'm telling you. Yeah. Under alternate win total, under no playoffs. I mean, really, it's just, there's nothing, no positive betting on the Raiders, and we're right here in Las Vegas. Yeah, which is really surprised because the big- home. With a big Southern California fan base, too. Yeah, coming true. In, right? So, You're right. Yeah. Ooh, the, by, by, the way, by the way, how ridiculous is the Henry Rugg sentence? I, I was, Three years? That's outrageous. Yes. I was shocked. The dog burned alive. The dog, the people at the scene, 
Talk about the dog wailing as it burned alive. The woman died. He's doing 160 at the intersection of Rainbow and Tropicana. Ken, if you did 60 there, you'd be going too fast. It's all mm-hmm. residential. It's yeah. I, mean, I drive by this every day, and he was drunk with the guns. I mean, I I thought it was 10 to 20, no doubt. Maybe mm-hmm. 10 to 15. Three? Ah, awful. Yeah, because he'll be, what, 27, 28 years old? When he's, if indeed he, he does get out after three. Yeah. They got it. They, I mean, they can extend it to ten. But yeah, I was surprised there wasn't more outcry, Mike. Maybe locally, I just don't know where to look to see if there was. But nationally, uh, didn't see a ton of it. No, I didn't either. And to me, it was it was really offensive. Yeah. What are you seeing college football wise? A little bit of conference betting. The national title market is, is because you of can't the, play it. You can't play it, and people aren't playing it. Right? Yeah. What are you going to do? Lay two, yeah. two to one, or lay four to five to one. Why? You you can get that later in the year. So right. why bet it? And it's hard to identify a team that's on the outside looking in when these teams are that good and that consistent. So you see more of the betting in the conferences. You know, season win totals win in conferences. It's just the national title market is a really tough one this year. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, you've had a busy day. We appreciate you finding time for us here on the, on the hook um, down to a blackjack tournament. <laughs> What time will that keep you here until? Well, uh, so the cocktail party and registration six to seven. We're at five thirty-five here as we as we tape yeah. this. It's we got to play two flights of the rounds because to get thirty-two people, and we got four tables, four each, two rounds. So it'll it'll play a full hour. We play twenty-one hand rounds, so mm-hmm. eight, and then we got to put the standings in a spreadsheet, and then I hand write them all up. Maybe I get out of here by nine thirty. I was here at five a.m. for. Yeah. for follow the money and I actually got up at 1 a.m last night to write the the no high oh so and tomorrow's a worse day for me I, they just i just had a request for an interview and the ex- executive secretary said what time are you available for 10 to 20 minutes 215 to 235 is the only window i have from 8 a.m to midnight i saw dana jacobson downstairs yeah. earlier uh is she doing something of course a former espn anchor she went to valley high school in des moines did you know that yeah i did and i saw her and i said hello i she's part of the covering the bet bash and okay. she's gonna be she's gonna be here tomorrow night too but i saw her come in the pink and all that and i yelled out yeah. and said hello to her i mean she stood out coming down the steps yeah. there yeah yeah but i mean it wasn't too long ago the uh, circuit was all lit up in pink right for the big barbie, barbie. Unveiling, unbelievable. Great to be here with you, Mike. Uh, had fun last night sitting watching the no hitter Lorenzo get his no no. I do one more thing before we sign off. The, the, the power slap that you guys are, are a sponsor. I think you got up. You had you had another event you needed to attend, and I sat uh, in the booth and I couldn't take my eyes off it, Mike. I, I think it's the most barbaric thing I've ever seen in my life, but I couldn't stop watching. I don't, all we talked about at lunch because most of the guys went. I didn't go, but they went about this Hawaiian guy, this crazy duck, crazy, the crazy Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Yeah. And Jeff Benson's telling me that the guy can't be knocked out. Maybe he could lose a decision, but he can't yeah. be knocked out. He doesn't even flinch it. He's the he's the what jumbo heavyweight champion of the Super world. Super heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's a great story about the kid that was in the first fight. So Derek Stevens met him. Uh, I'm tra- Teague was his name. Paul Teague or something. He had a shirt on Paul. He was a UFC fighter. He was ranked 378th in the lightweight class. He was one and eight in UFC. So now he's in this slap and he was, he met Derek the other night and he was going on and on. What a great hotel. 
He's like, they don't usually even let me come into the hotels. They make me sleep in the car. He said, I finally got on the main card and he's showing. So Derek pulls out the Circa app and he's looking at it on his phone, right? And he goes, oh, there you are, Paul Teague. And the guy's like, oh, there I am. He goes, what does this plus 300 mean by my name? <laughs> nice. So Derek now has to try to explain to him plus $3 minus. Four, and, 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 the, and this kid said, well, why would it? I'm going to beat this guy. Why would he be the favorite? So now Derek's talking like, well, maybe what does this guy know? This and that. And I mean, the guy went off at $6, his opponent. So Paul Teague wins the coin flip. I don't know if you saw this on TV. I don't. I didn't see it. I never watched one slap of whatever, but he slaps the guy and breaks his wrist, hitting the guy's face. and, just, and I quit. saw the decision, yes. He, he broke his wrist, slapping yes. the guy, and it was over. The, he never even took right. a punch. It was over. Right. Yeah, I saw that. That's and, what and I Derek said there, watching it. They were sitting there watching the rest of the card. Four fights later, he's looking on his Twitter, and Paul Teague's back at Stadium Swim watching the fights, posting the video on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, I said he had awesome. to enjoy every minute of it before he sleeps in the car again, you know? Yeah, no kidding. They made the kids sleep in the car. That's not fair. Uh, good to see you, my friend. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on the radio at uh, 12.05 Central Time in your normal spot. Well, normal for a, m- a couple more weeks, and then you're going to bump to 11.30 as more responsibilities with VEASAN. Um, so good stuff. Mike, thank you. Thank you all for tuning in here. Another episode of The Hook. We'll see you next week here on the Iowa Everywhere Network. Appreciate you being with us. Iowa Everywhere.